Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. This morning, blackout warning. Urgent calls to conserve power as the energy crisis threatens to leave people in two states in the dark. A nervous ride for investors. Why the stock market is set to take a tumble this morning. The push for a cash boost, states call for a bigger investment in public hospitals. A pilot's lucky escape after his plane goes down north of Brisbane. And could the former treasurer become the AFL's next CEO? This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. People in New South Wales and Queensland are being warned of possible blackouts over the coming hours and days as the country's energy crisis deepens. The Sunshine State narrowly avoided widespread power outages last night, the National Energy Regulator taking the extraordinary step of capping wholesale prices. Energy suppliers are battling to keep up with demand, with cold weather, soaring costs and planned maintenance being blamed for turmoil on the national grid. Investors are bracing for a hit when the share market opens this morning. US inflation figures are soaring and they're predicted to go even higher, triggering more financial pain at home. Latest numbers show the ASX 200 is likely to open down around 3% amid fears of a looming global recession. Australia's states and territories will present a united front at Anthony Albanese's first National Cabinet meeting this week to ask for a major cash boost for public hospitals. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is in Canberra with the details. Good morning, Taylor. How much are they asking for? Jody, good morning. Well, the states want the federal government to pitch in 50% for public hospital funding, with the states set to cover the rest. Prior to the pandemic, the federal government chipped in 45% of public hospital funding, with annual growth capped at 6.5%. But with the added pressures of COVID-19, the previous Morrison government agreed to increase that funding to a 50% split. But that agreement is due to expire on September 30. 
Party. The estimated cost to the federal budget for a 50-50 split is over $20 billion over four years. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews is leading the charge on this issue, expected to push Prime Minister Anthony Albanese not to proceed with any cutbacks at the first National Cabinet meeting with the new government this Friday. Mr Albanese hasn't committed to the change just yet, but says working constructively with state leaders is a key focus of his government. Jody. Okay, Taylor Aiken, thank you. The New South Wales government is set to announce a landmark investment in the childcare sector. The $5 billion program would see private operators paid to expand or build childcare centres to provide another 47,000 places across the state. It's hoped the plan will offset soaring costs and help thousands of women get back to work. There's a push to make it mandatory for all Victorian healthcare workers to get a fourth dose of the COVID vaccine. The state's Premier is backing the move as nurses call for extra protection and will take it to National Cabinet later this week. When you're the very first cabs off the rank getting vaccinated, one, two and three, you're the first ones to become eligible from an immunity waning point of view for your fourth dose. More than 1,400 staff are off work sick or in isolation. The AFL is reportedly eyeing the former federal treasurer as a possible replacement for outgoing CEO Gillan McLaughlin. There's been speculation Josh Frydenberg could take on the top job after he was ousted from the Victorian seat of Kooyong. But News Corp is reporting he won't be throwing his hat into the ring. McLaughlin is set to leave the role in September. Meanwhile, Western Bulldogs star Bailey Smith will be interviewed by the Integrity Unit today and is likely to cop a two-week ban. He'll be asked to detail his drug use following the grand final last year. The AFL's facing growing pressure to ditch its illicit drugs code with findings from an official review due out in October. A pilot has survived a terrifying plane crash north of Brisbane. His light aircraft lost power, leaving him with little choice but to use a paddock as an airstrip. He's lying in this paddock up here. Paddock don't crash in the house. I'd almost got it stopped when the nose wheel dug into a hole and uh, flipped on its uh, flipped on its head. The veteran pilot was taken to hospital as a precaution. Disgraced actor Robert Hughes is due to be released from prison today. The New South Wales Parole Authority ordered the former Hey Dad star be let out on parole no later than June 14. Once that happens, the convicted child sex offender is expected to be transferred to an immigration detention centre. He will then be deported to the UK after renouncing his Australian citizenship. A series of previously unseen photos from Guantanamo Bay have now been made public, including one of South Australian man David Hicks. This is him being led off a cargo plane on the first day of prison operations in blacked-out goggles, earmuffs and handcuffs. He had to wear a mask because military staff suspected some detainees had tuberculosis. Photos of the first Guantanamo prisoners were obtained by the New York Times under freedom of information laws. There's promising new research that will give parents something to smile about. A study by Melbourne's La Trobe University has found children who help out around the home are more likely to be successful later in life. Children and chores don't often go hand in hand, but new research has found helping around the house can put kids on a path to success. 
So these complicated tasks seem to be better at improving executive functions than really simple tasks. The parents of more than 200 children were asked to complete a questionnaire, revealing those who rated higher for memory, problem-solving and general cognitive function completed some form of housework. Outcomes were even better for those who helped outdoors. Any activities that sort of get you outside and doing physical activity have been shown to improve your brain health. Benefiting children as young as five. You're getting a lot of brain growth at that time. So you want to create the pathways neurologically when they're most ready to learn. Researchers say children who develop working memory, time management and organisational skills earlier than their peers are more likely to become high achievers once they finish school. Children who have better executive functions, particularly inhibition, so again being able to think before you act, do have these um, much better improved later outcomes, so financial status, better health. Some kids agree. They're getting us ready for when we're older so we can be independent. Ellie Wicks, 7 News. An 18-year-old West Australian boy has been charged after allegedly creating a semi-automatic assault rifle with a 3D printer. The guns seized by police can fire 15 bullets with just one pull of the trigger. It's the first to be discovered in the state and a task force has been established to determine if there are more. Aussie celebrities taking part in the Big Freeze have helped raise more than $6 million to fight motor neurone disease. Dressing up in costume, they plunged into ice one by one as thousands of fans watched on. Tennis champion Ash Barty and cricket legend Justin Langer were among those giving it a go. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is trading down this morning. The Nasdaq is also lower. In London, the FTSE fell and Germany's DAX lost. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed lower. Hong Kong's Hang Seng fell. Our own share markets were closed because of the public holiday but are expected to take a hit today. On the commodities market, gold is trading at US$1,830 an ounce. Oil is US$120 a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying US$69.46, US $93 Japanese yen and $1.10 New Zealand. American actress Amber Heard has given an explosive interview after her defamation trial loss to ex-husband Johnny Depp. In her first comments since the trial ended, Ms Heard says she doesn't blame the jury for siding with the Pirates of the Caribbean star. I, I don't blame them. I actually understand he's a beloved character and people feel they know him. Live to US correspondent David Woywood in Los Angeles now. Good morning, David. What else has she had to say? Well, Jody, this is just a very small snippet in a much larger interview that is set to air here in the, United, in the United States later this week. But in it, as we've just heard there, she says she doesn't blame the jury for the decision that it has reached in this trial. But what she has taken offence to is the level of abuse that she sustained during that six-week trial. She has described it as unfair and something of a frenzy, particularly on Twitter and on TikTok, with much of that abuse overwhelmingly in favour of her former husband, actor Johnny Depp. Even somebody who is sure I'm deserving of all this hate and vitriol, even if you think that I'm lying, you still couldn't look me in the eye and tell me that you think on social media there's been a fair representation. You cannot tell me that you think that this has been fair.
Now, Amber Heard still has to pay around $15 million to her former husband, Johnny Depp, for that article she, she wrote back in 2018, claiming to be a victim of domestic, violent, of domestic violence. Look, her lawyer still says she cannot afford those legal fees and the actress still does plan on appealing this verdict, Jodie. OK, David Woodward, thank you. The US Congress is continuing its hearings into the January 6 riot on the Capitol, zeroing in on former President Donald Trump's false election claims. Video testimony from top officials shows the White House was aware there was no evidence to support his claims of voter fraud. The hearing also played video clips of January 6 rioters explaining how Trump's voter fraud lies fuelled their actions. A huge fire has broken out at a recycling plant in the UK. About 8,000 tonnes of paper and cardboard were destroyed in the fire, which tore through the facility in Birmingham. More than 110 firefighters and 30 fire trucks were brought in at the height of the blaze as it raged through the night. Authorities say they expect to be at the scene for another 48 hours. Prince Andrew's plan to return to public life has been dealt a blow after he was excluded from the traditional Garter Day procession in Windsor. The Duke of York did not take part in the ancient tradition following a family decision. The Prince, a Garter Knight, did attend the investiture of new members of the ancient order of chivalry, but he didn't walk with other members of the royal family from Windsor Castle down to St George's Chapel. A long-awaited decision on the approval of a COVID vaccine for children under the age of five is now a step closer. US drug regulators have determined kid-sized doses of the Pfizer jab appear to be safe and effective. It follows a similar analysis of Moderna's vaccine for very young children. Once approval is given, vaccinations could begin in the US as soon as next week. Groundbreaking research is underway to stop obesity before it even starts. A team in the US, led by an Australian, is studying the metabolism of newborn babies to uncover how much of your weight and health is predetermined at birth. I know, little man. At just two weeks old, Jamison Hardy is helping scientists uncover the beginnings of obesity. First into the pea pod to measure his body fat, then into this chamber to calculate metabolism, how fast he burns calories during a typical two-hour newborn cycle of sleeping and eating. It's the only machine of its kind in the world. We don't understand what makes the metabolism different between people. So by making measurements of metabolism in very small people, where it's really just about their biology, because the food is generally the same, is going to lead to some really exciting discoveries. Leanne Redman, who studied at the University of Adelaide, is directing the research in the US state of Louisiana, working to find the missing link to break the cycle of generational obesity. A child is definitely born predisposed to obesity, but it doesn't just stop with the parents. Now we know that obesity risk can be established over two generations. The ultimate goal, to identify early signs and create custom intervention plans for parents like Julie. More children have obesity, more children are developing diabetes. If I can prevent that for my children, I think other parents would want to do that too. We can change the trajectory. So far, 40 babies have been in the chamber, hundreds more in the pea pod. What they tell Dr Redman will be compiled for release next year. Angela Cox, 7 News. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? 
Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. To sport and Collingwood won't get too ahead of themselves yet despite the Pies moving into the top eight after beating Melbourne by 26 points. Collingwood kicked nine of the last ten goals to surge over the top of the defending premiers in their Queen's birthday clash. Number one draft pick Jason Horn Francis has been offered a two-game ban for his high hit on giant Josh Kelly. Brad Arthur says the Eels were embarrassing in their shock loss to the Bulldogs. Josh Adokar firmly put his hand up for an origin recall, scoring a hat-trick in Canterbury's 34-4 win. The Parramatta coach didn't mince his words about his team. Storm forward Felice Kafusi will challenge his fine for elbowing Rooster Sam Walker in the face at the ju- judiciary tonight. Teammate Justin Ollam has re-signed with Melbourne for the next four seasons. Test captain Pat Cummins will play his first one-day international in 18 months against Sri Lanka tonight, and the timing couldn't be better. Kane Richardson left the tour after suffering a serious hamstring injury, adding to the Aussies' dwindling fast bowling stocks. Cummins is fit and firing after battling a long-term hip issue. That had been lingering around for sort of 12 or 14 months, so for him to be able to have a, a good, solid recovery period and then a training block. He's he's come here, he he looks like he's up and running. Tonight's match is the first of five one-dayers. After starring in Tokyo, our Paralympians are continuing the medal rush at the Paris Swimming World Championships. Ben Hance backed up his 100-metre backstroke gold in Japan, taking out the men's final in Madeira, breaking his own championships record. Tim Hodge cruised to gold in his 200-metre individual medley final, picking up Australia's third of the meet. Cole Pearce took out silver in the men's 200-metre individual medley in his category, while Jasmine Greenwood won her second bronze of the meet in the 200 metre individual medley. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a low and a trough will trigger showers over southern South Australia, western Victoria and Tasmania. Onshore winds will drive showers over northern parts of the New South Wales coast, southern and northern Queensland and southwest WA. A trough will bring a few showers to WA. High pressure will keep elsewhere dry. Around the capitals today, a possible shower in Brisbane, heading for a top of 21 degrees. Sunny in Sydney, 17. Partly cloudy in Canberra, heading for a top of just 11. Cloudy and 14 in Melbourne, partly cloudy and 13 in Hobart. Showers increasing in Adelaide today, 17 degrees. Perth showers and 19. And Darwin sunny and 33 degrees. And that's 7 Early News for this Tuesday. 